If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wake up in the morning feeling like... Waterman is extremely well. She's very slippery. You don't own me. Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm a woman. I'm Nolly Waterman. I'm Laura Jane Jones. And this is the Tryhards Podcast. Coming up on this week's podcast is the Tryhard of the Week. A roundup from the Tyrrells Premier 15s. Headlines from the men's game. And we'll let you into the secrets of what we're up to over the next two weeks. Welcome to episode five. All the way from Swindon. We are getting exotic on the pod. <laughs> And also, I didn't want to catch a train all the way to Cardiff this week. So we met halfway and have spent loads of money on things we don't need. Yeah, but the sun is shining. What a beautiful day it is. It is a beautiful day to record a podcast in a car covered in dog hair. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, so, right, first things first, as we always, or as of last week, start, uh, who's your try hard of the week nomination? So we did have a couple of nominations through on social media, which is cool. We did. Um, I've got two this week. Firstly, um, James Whitehead. Um, What's he done? He he loves the podcast and his girlfriend plays for Wasps Ladies. And via his girlfriend, Garnet, they let us know about a slight error in the pod last week. I was told I wasn't allowed to bring this up, but I'm going to because... As if there isn't enough on my plate already, (laughs) editing your ramblings down into a enjoyable podcast for the fans and then I get it in the neck for accidentally leaving a little bit of thank god self-evaluation it could have been a lot worse it could have been my heart did sink but James said did we want to leave it on there because actually the podcast was really good um I think because I think I said um that was rubbish this week yeah when I was waffling anyways that's first one and my second one I I should just say thanks to James for that exactly um and then my second nomination is Fiona Stockley. Okay. Stockers. Um, very long friend of mine. Um, actually played in England Academy. Long together. friend? What, like a long-term friend? Long-term she's like friend. nine foot tall. I don't know what, no, I don't know what to say then. <laughs> she's a very long friend. Long-term mine. friend. We actually played in England Academy together um, when I was 15. She was my roommate. Um, looked after me didn't she anyway she um is heavily involved with wasps ladies but also done a lot of team management um and she has been the heartbeat behind uh the formation of the women's barbarians what an amazing achievement this is this year to get a women's barbarian side playing against england at twickenham the same day as the men's it's just I know. And they've already had two games. They played the Army and Munster last year. Yep. Um, and then they've actually just announced um, the the coach and assistant coach, drum roll, <laughs> which is Anna Richards, legend of uh, New Zealand, and Donna Kennedy, 
psycho of Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you played against them? I have. I actually, I think the last time I played Anna was World Cup final 2010 at the Stoop. And I'm pretty sure she was 43 years old and made us look stupid. Um, yeah, class player, class woman. Um, I wonder what it's like to be the oldest player on a pitch <laughs> or certainly like in the upper echelons. I wonder what it's like to play a club game on a Saturday at King's Home and be informed <laughs> that there are players on the opposing side, Gloucester Hartbury, who are exactly half your age. Nolly, take us through that <laughs> feeling. <laughs> I must admit, after the game, when I was told by Bianca Blackburn, who's a girl I used to coach, um, she's injured at the moment, plays for Gloucester Hartbury, um, that the starting six, Georgia Brock, um, and the girl that came onto the wing, Jet Cook- Jess Cooksley, are exactly half my age. They are 17 years old. Um, old enough to be their mum. Well, ish. In Western. <laughs> Don't. All my friends in Western won't like that. Thank sorry, you. Sorry to the girls. Sorry to the girls. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, we've, we've digressed away from um, Try Hard of the Week. So who's, those are my two nominations. Who's your must try harder? I've certainly got one. As we sit here in the car park of Swindon Outlet Village, I've just enjoyed the worst hot chocolate of my life. So the young man in the coffee shop here gets my must-try harder this week. Yeah, it was pretty terrible, not going to lie. Disgusting. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. Okay. So, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been busy, as always. I, um, last week, had a bit of a self-care day. Um, got my face frozen in time, as you know I like to do. I thought you were getting, getting rid of some bodily hair or something no, like that. that's this week. Um, I had a bit of a self-care day. I also um, went down to my alma mater. I went to Swansea Uni. Um, I actually checked in on Facebook in the sports centre at Swansea Uni and my mother sarcastically commented, I bet that's the first time you've been in there. Hilarious, Karen. Uh, but I went and down. You wore there. a green and white dress. I wore a green and white you? dress, green and white forever. Um, ready. I'll probably break that out for Varsity, in fact, which is on the 10th of April. The um, the women's rugby match precedes the men's at the Principality Stadium, which is absolutely epic, absolutely awesome. Really looking forward to that and cheering on the green and whites. And I actually did go down there to interview the Swansea Uni head of rugby, who was um, a student at the same time as me at Swansea Uni, who I voted for as AU president. Sue Ann Lillycrap, who had an amazing Six Nations tournament, Six Nations campaign for Wales. Um, I didn't actually realise, I've you know, known Sue Ann a, a while, didn't actually realise that she hadn't been capped until she was 28. Really? Yeah, so she's only actually been in that Wales um, setup for three years. Well, I was because I was thinking when I was watching the games, I don't know that I've played against her that much. No. Um, yeah, but th- there's another notable person departing women's rugby. Um, Alison Miller. Yeah, big. That's going to have a huge impact on on Irish rugby. You've got to think, and oh, probably it's massive. She is an incredible finisher, massively. And it's you know probably further to what we were talking about last week on the pod. And um, I think dire straits might be a bit heavy, but certainly Irish fifteens finds themselves in a um, you know not sticky situation, but a difficult period. Disappointing World Cup, and then this year Six Nations really poor for them. And, you know, maybe this is going to trigger the departure of a few of those senior members of the squad. Yeah, hopefully not. I mean, I've played against Alison for years in, in sevens and in fifteens and she is unbelievable. And she scored the um, the winner against the Black Ferns in the 2014. Thanks for that. World <laughs> Cup um, did help us out a little bit. Anyway, um, yeah, she'll be uh, sorely missed. 
um, with that team and just the experience that she has in terms of the, the game when they played England at the start of the tournament, the outside backs had, were really poor. Their handling was disappointing. You know, they, they weren't finishing what they'd, what they'd worked so hard in the middle of the field to create. Um, and her coming back in did change the yeah. dynamic slightly. Um, she'd been away for a, a long-term injury. Um, but, hey, might if I get the old call-up for the Barbarians, might get to play alongside her rather than with her. How much for you, if you get involved in this Barbarian side, how exciting is it for you somebody who has over 80 caps for the international side has played in world cups but how exciting for you is it to play alongside people you've never had the opportunity to play with you've you've played against on countless occasions but now you're going to get to play with some of these girls because it mirrors the men's annual game um feels like it's going to be a huge deal and i wonder even people who we wouldn't expect to it's a couple of weeks before um the beer at sevens i wonder if kelly brazier would even come up and get involved in the you know i love kelly you know i'm a massive <laughs> kelly brazier fan. i don't think i don't think some players will be released but um got don't forget there's a test match over in america on the um on the 25th of april that's just been announced and it's going to be a uh, that's going to be a huge game um especially because they've just announced a super series over in america um, which is really exciting. I, you know, when yeah, I was well, with Sue Ann last week, we were talking about it, and and top what? five teams in the world playing against each other. That's where you really earn your stripes yeah. as an international. I think England have done well, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how the youngsters step up against the Black Ferns, against France, a full strength French side. Um, the Canadians and Americans are always mad for it, especially over there. Um, and I think the preparation that America will have will probably be some of the best, um, having had the opportunity to also play the Barbarians uh, in the build-up, as I say, in, in April. It's very exciting. It is. Do you have any dinners last week? What do you mean, did I have a dinner? You love a dinner. Every week, you love <laughs> a dinner. I actually had three last week. I was super, super busy. Started off with um, David Strettles. Um, the Strett Dog. The Strett Dog's. Uh, testimonial. Yeah. Had to spit that one out. Um, I was a guest of Gallagher, but I was on the same table as um, Stretz and his lovely wife, Phoebe. Um, and also had the privilege of sat being sat next to Dan Lyle. Oh, the American. What a ledge. He is a bath hero. So super cool that obviously <laughs> dad being uh, having I, played I had for bath. I to laugh that he had tweeted. So we have a bit of a running joke that in bath circles nolly cannot be mentioned without daughter well, no, of jim. any any circles any I'm, circle any media i'm a daughter rather daughter than my of own jim right. yeah um so i like to refer to her as dodge <laughs> and it was i sent her a screenshot of dan lyle's tweet and i was like proper dodge alert i didn't even know what she meant that's how funny she is um oh. but yeah it was genuinely really nice to meet uh dan and he has i think the biggest hands i've ever seen yeah Genuinely, he is a very Going for very bread tall. rolls. Was he? <laughs> he had to reach over for the wine because I was too short to reach it. Anyway, obviously I wasn't drinking. So the game. So as we mentioned, you played a bit of rugby on the weekend. <laughs> Been slowly shuffling around the shop. Still, yeah, really embarrassing. It's like walking around with an eighty-five-year-old who's pooped their pants or something it's been that's not nice not for i think they'd be more mobile to be fair yeah to be fair i actually considered sticking you in one of those like plastic cars with the trolleys on top <laughs> or oh, there was a train going around i could have jumped in that yeah next time um how was it 
I loved it. It was really cool to get back out there with the girls. Um, to play at King's Own was really special. And also to play alongside, um, oh, sorry, against three of the girls that I also coached at Hartbury. Um, so for those that don't know, I lived in Gloucester for a, oh, about five, six years, coached um, and ran the ACE Girls Under 18s programme. Um, and had loads of amazing, talented players to work with, obviously claiming all of their success, as you've noticed on the podcast Absolutely. so far. Um, but yeah, Tatiana, Millie Wood and, uh, Tatiana Hurd, Millie Wood and Kelly Smith were all in the opposition. Um, and it's strange when you play somebody that you coach because you're kind of proud of them playing so well. Yeah. Um, Kelly took a brilliant try against me, um, properly ball. I, yeah, she hit me hard over the try <laughs> and scored. Um, caught a nice cross field off um, off Natasha Hunt, Mo. Um, but we came away victorious. Um, Which loved qualifies it. you it for does. the uh, the playoffs of the Tyrells Premier 15s 2018-19 season. I know, it's huge. It really is huge. Um, Giselle actually got quite emotional after the game. Um, but to be fair, you know you're in for a good ride when you've got Rocky Clark, Kleena Maloney yeah. and Gemma Rowlands, who three very experienced internationals coming off the bench. Um, yeah, so, I, you know, I think Gloucester, in terms of their backs, were unbelievable, but they just have got a very young pack um, and I think they, they were always going to struggle against some of the, the physicality that we could bring and especially, like I say, with the bench that we had. Um, but it was a really good match and, I, and it was nice to see how well they're playing because... I know that they've struggled with injuries and, and with a young side and a transitional side because they're linked to a university. Um, Susie and Bird have done a good job from a coaching yeah. side. So six points clear, but there is another league game this weekend. Bristol come to play Wasps. And it is, of course, the Swarm. We have to mention this because otherwise Claire Bur- Purdy will be after blood from the two of us. <laughs> I have now also been sent raffle tickets to sell. Good. It transpires they're your raffle tickets <laughs> that you haven't sold. So, yeah. One swarm. team, one dream. One team, one dream. So, if uh, if you listen to this early in the week, there are still uh, tickets available for the Swarm event. There are a long list of raffle prizes, which are all very exciting. There is a live band live playing band. as well. I will be there. Suba will be there. Suba will LJ be there. LJ will be there. I'll be MC. My brothers will be there. So Lots n- of not just will be there. the Waterman family. <laughs> there will be other guests there on the day. Um, but yeah, very exciting. But we probably should mention as well that um, Quinns have got their big event this weekend too. And mm-hmm. they're. Um, Game changer. Game changer. And they're looking to um, set a record for attendance for a women's club game, um, which is really exciting actually to look at the way that the Tyrells Premiership this season has really gone it's Tyrells you say it how you want I'll say it I'll say it how the sponsors actually want it said yeah cool all right well they're not paying me but if they want to if they want to sponsor the podcast yeah we I will pronounce it however they want um yeah so I think in terms of what Quinns are doing with the game changer is brilliant and um, they've invested a huge amount in the marketing in the media around it in the engagement they've got a PR company working with them they had a had a media day with Sky Sports and all sorts of people down at the club um, and yeah that should actually be a really good game they're playing Gloucester Hartbury who as I say played well against us I think they will struggle against the Quinns pack because they are like real tough women a lot yeah. of experience in and around set piece um, but yeah, we've got the big swarm, so it's all 
all fun and games. It's the all fun and games. Women's rugby on the 30th, which is this Saturday. And like you say, we're playing Bristol, my old club. Lots of great players there. And I'd love to give a shout out to Amber Reed, who came back from a long, long-term injury. Great to see Amber back. Yeah, she was back and um, played a big part in their 24-5 win over Richmond this weekend so neither of those teams um will be in the playoff shake-up at the end of the season um but last weekend quinn's played uh, dmp and romped a victory really well it's uh, only going to go one way um you know dmp are doing okay they they benefit a lot from obviously having tamara taylor back from injury but they just don't have the depth up there unfortunately they've got a couple of young like good players but yeah quinn's always going to heavily Defe- that was going to be a big win for them and it's 72-12 um, it was good to see that l- last week Tamara Taylor um, announced her testimonial year. yeah gutted not to have been able to make it down to the event but really exciting and, yeah, and she's obviously cool. she's involved in the Everest climb and all this kind of stuff and you know it, it increasingly this year feels like a massive kind of watershed for women's rugby on and off the pitch things are going you love that don't you as a feminist have you, have you seen I've what I've seen, done to my yeah, laptop? I've seen even more stickers. I will be announcing them shortly. Um, <laughs> if anyone wants to send me feminist stickers, if you see them anywhere. I'm we even went into a shop today to look for laptop stickers. I mean, I don't think there's any more space to be I fair. wasn't looking just for laptop stickers. If they'd had anything with llamas on, I would have bought that as well. Where would you put them? On your top? I'm, I would have found some On a rucksack? On my rucksack. <laughs> on bought, your some, bought some great dinosaur badges for my rucksack the other day. You did also, well, you tried getting me to buy a little lunchbox, didn't you? Yeah, because it said, I'm always hangry. (laughs) And I was like... We did stop for food three times, but hey. We stopped, we basically arrived, went for lunch, and I told Nolly not to have the pizza where they cut the hole out the middle and fill it with leaves. (laughs) She still had it. And then as soon as... It's petrifying to watch her eat. It really is something quite scary (laughs) to watch such a small woman with such a small pea head shovel food into her gob it makes it gives me indigestion it makes me nibble at mine even more because i'm like i what what is going on but she finished it and then went (laughs) still hungry (laughs) i can eat that again i did to be fair but you just just because you have very inadequate drinking skills in terms of old soft drinks oh the old si- I ke- did you notice I kept tip it like kept topping you up yeah every time I took a sip I was like <laughs> this is too I much I just wanted to hydrate you anyway let's carry on with the women's premise sorry Quinn's DMP they comfortably won um, Waterloo Worcester oh my god oh my god 1927 to uh, Worcester their first win in the Terrell's premiership. Yes. Oh my god. You're literally like my mum always says Katie Daly McLean. Oh my god, don't. It breaks me. And it, it yeah, really it's like John McLean, isn't it? Who? John McLean. Die Hard. Bruce Willis. Oh, okay, yeah, got you. I don't um, actually think it's spelt like Katie Daly McLean. Yeah, though, so. <laughs> um but they've so Worcester, yeah, first ever win, didn't win last year. Haven't won up until this point, um, but they do have Lydia Thompson back, who is one of my favourite players to play alongside, not against, because she's scarily quick and <laughs> unbelievable finisher. Um, they've also got Laura Keats back from injury. Um, the list is starting to grow, which is good for them um, and what you kind of want 
Um, and maybe the announcement of Exeter wanting a team spurred yeah. them on a little bit. It's interesting as well because um, I was looking, doing some work the other day about um, the Wales Women's Programme and there are a lot of girls who are now registered to Worcester so it'll be interesting to see what happens next season. It'll be um, interesting. Oh, stop. It'll be fascinating. Fascinating. It'll be really interesting. Wonderful. It will be gripping. <laughs> uh, one other game in the... Tyrells. I'm going to say it differently every time. Um, Loughborough Lightning played Saris and uh, Saris came out with a win. They did, but last play of the game. Yeah. Um, there was a really, really good crowd. Um, caught up on that one online. And uh, yeah, it was a strange old game, actually. Um, I mean, Saris gave away a phenomenal amount of penalties in the first half. And how we didn't see a yellow card beforehand. It's it's amazing how they got away with it, to be honest. Um, but Loughborough, you'd think, would be a little bit more clinical looking at the, the players that they've got. Uh-huh. And just a lot of unforced errors in the outside backs. Um, they'll be disappointed with that. Uh, because there was loads of matchups. So you had um, you had Sunter v, v. Cleal at eight. You had Daley McLean v. Harrison at ten. And then you had... Um, you had Emily Scarrett and Sarah McKenna at 15. It's literally like international lineups against each other. Um, and it was pretty physical and feisty. And actually, with the Super Series just announced, that probably brings another element to that where it's like... Oh, brilliant. We've got a big summer ahead of us. Bit of competition. I'm going to use this now, yeah, as yeah, my l- shop window. And loads of them. I think um, Katie, Daley McLean, had, um, she put on her Instagram a picture of her and Zoe with the uh, Grand Slam trophy <laughs> and saying, oh, playing alongside her and now playing against her. And it was interesting. It was, it, it, oh, I'm saying it was interesting now. <laughs> um, the battle was good. Um, Loughborough m- massively came back in the second half. Um, they took a couple of couple of tries well. Liv Jones stepped off a, stepped off her wing and brought them back into the game. I thought for Sari's Lottie Clapp, who captains them, was brilliant. I thought she was also very, very clever at managing the referee. In the in the time between, you know, little there was a few injuries, which was awful. Yeah, um, Vicky Fleetwood has injured her shoulder. I mean, it's looked looked pretty serious. I'm not quite sure about that one. Poppy um, absolutely gutting as well for Fleetwood, yeah. considering she's not long back from that knee injury. Yeah, so fingers crossed she's all right. Um, Bryony Cleo went off with a leg injury again. Hopefully she's not too bad. Um, so yeah, there was lots of breaks in play, but um, Lottie went. There's a, you can see on the camera going over and having a little chat with the ref, and you know those little things, getting into the rear, having a chat, make sure keeping her on side because as I say, Saris gave away a lot of penalties, but. Um, uh, but Saris, of course, will be your opposition in the playoffs. So they are those injuries perhaps play into Wasps' hands a little bit. Um, well, if they're long term, yeah. If they're longer term, then they would. But um, because they're, I mean, Fleeto Marley was missing. I'm not quite sure whether she's been rested or injured. Um, and Bryony Cleo injured. I mean, they're three huge players for them, and they're so dominant up front because they. I mean, they also have the likes of Hannah Bottomman. They yeah. have Poppy Khalil. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of very good players so um it will lighten the load for us definitely one thing i want to bring up over the course of the weekend's games um, is actually going back to your game and it was interesting to see how um wasps really looked to build a score and uh, we're kicking for posts um yeah, it was unbelievable yeah unbelievable when we consider that earlier in this podcast earlier in this series you talked and, and in your sky sports column about the women's <laughs> kicking game now 
it would appear that every time you talk about something people try and prove you wrong so if we can have five <laughs> minutes of you talking about jake gyllenhaal and i dating and how you don't think it's right then it uh, might actually happen it might actually happen um i love being proved wrong and it's literally happened ever since i put that post out like you say um lizzie golden r10 um who is linked to me because of her cousin is one of my best friends so she came over this tenuous year. yeah uh, anyway she is a wonderful wonderful woman um qualified lawyer very bright um, you're did, obsessed took the bar with people's she... qualifications well they are like, i just think it's fascinating well because it, what i find fascinating is how there's just some incredibly bright incredibly dedicated women also achieving massive things on a rugby field and and lizzie took the bar when before she came over to england um has come over is working over here and i have never seen in the whole time and i've played club rugby now for 35 years oh god it feels like it um <laughs> i've never seen a player or never played alongside a player that has built a score like that wow um gloucester scored two tries and we were still in the game because we kicked two penalties and then we scored and, and obviously you know the scores were very very even and we only pulled away right towards the end yeah. when we brought on the bench and the girls we just overpowered them basically um phenomenal like it really was impressive and I think as a player um she got capped by the England Academy um just before Christmas I think or just after yeah just before Christmas against Canada um which has now tied her to England um she Uh qualifies through her grandparents so um it's a big statement for her there's a big opportunity we spoke about the 10 shirt last week for England with Katie Daly McLean Uh, you know hands down the best 10 but you've got Zoe playing for it now players like Lizzie Goulden um you know, Amber back from injury yeah Amber back yeah so there's um it was really cool to be part of it actually and I think it because the other side of it is that it totally changes how opposition can play you so if you know that they've got a kicker so we know that Zoe Harrison can kick so when we play them in the semi-final you can't give away cheap easy penalties right. because all of a sudden it's three points six points and it just keeps building and building and it punishes teams and, and actually Gloucester gave away early penalties against us we punished them with points and then they had to change how they wanted to play because the scoreboard was going against them. So it, it's brilliant that it's So now that Wasser established game. that they've got a kicker, you've already said that Saracen's penalty count was pretty high. Is that something that they'll have to really address before that semi-final? 100%. And if they don't, they'll get punished. Um, you know, Lizzie's range is probably about 35 metres, mm-hmm. I reckon, which is a decent distance. Um I think there's still definitely more in her kick, but it's the, what's good is the is the distance, but the the accuracy. Um, so, yeah, I think. You, Do you think it's too late for you now? Hundred percent, yes. Because like, I was going to say, <laughs> we're actually we're off to Hong Kong a, right. a week today. Uh, Hong Kong, one of their coaches is a friend of mine, Scott Snedden. He's got a kicking clinic. Why don't we sign you up? A couple of hours, one afternoon. In the I don't humidity to- of Hong Kong, high pressure. I'll bring my boots. I don't fancy toe punt in the ball. My mum is going to be there, and she'll probably yeah, be better than me. That's what I thought. We'll no, get, we'll get no super way. involved. No way. I think. Right. I don't want to get injured before let's the semi final. Let's not say no. <laughs> let's leave it out there. Okay. We'll see what happens. Ready to pop the question. 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So, let's go from playoffs to relegation battles. Let's have a, a quick chat about the uh, the men's prem and... Uh, Leicester, oh Leicester in the drop zone. Nick Mullins um, tweeted on on Friday evening. Was it Friday evening or Saturday that they played? Um, you know, Friday they played. That Leicester are now in that battle at the bottom, and actually, it's really congested at the bottom of the uh, the Gallagher Premiership. Yeah, and scarily, Wasps are actually relatively close. So from eighth to twelfth, there is an eight point difference. Now there's five rounds to go. Um, and obviously with, I mean, the way that teams are scoring tries and stuff like that at the moment, if the weather stays like this, we're going to see some huge score lines. So in terms of try bonus points, um, where the teams stay within each other, yeah. get losing bonus points. I just think that you look at those teams in, in the relegation battle at the moment and the fact that, that Leicester potentially Wasps are in it. I mean, Bath are only a couple of points above Wasps, but it's, it's mad. Yeah. Um, uh, and actually, watching the the Leicester Saints game, Saints dominated from the off. Mm-hmm. They um, they were incredible. Dan Bigger back. You're uh, one of your try hard nominations from last week. Oh, he loves it, doesn't he? Absolutely, Absolutely loves it. Yeah, but I I think what was what was worrying was um, how easily Saints got the ball edge to edge and play. Uh-huh. Um, and it wasn't even as if um, Leicester were committing loads to the breakdown. And I don't know whether... I need to look back at it to see whether they were just too narrow in defence, they weren't back in their line speed. But as outside backs, um, Saints were just getting more and more and more gain line. And there were, you know, they have, I think, the best nine in the Premiership. Reinach is unbelievable. And, I mean, he's worth his weight in gold to yeah. them. He is incredible. So, like, his defence, he stopped a try in the corner, um, ripped the ball, got him out of touch. He then stopped Dan Cole on a pick and go. He got a little bit of help, but he stopped <laughs> the initial hit. Absolutely brilliant. Um, he he scored his own try, getting off the getting off the shoulder of Collins, who is rapido yeah. um, for a kid. And, yeah, he's... Like he's just everywhere and increases the intensity when it needs to go up. He brings it down again, and there's like really clever little parts to his play that influence what happens to the opposition. So there's a couple of times where um, Harrison, the nine for um, for Leicester, box kicks. Now Reinach take it's not every time, 
but all of a sudden he puts a huge amount of pressure on him yeah the ball gets kicked up in the air gets miskicked and I think Saints from that point on counter-attack and then score and he does it again and it's as I say it's not every time it's just so so clever and it's that detail that can really put players off their game and they clearly was and yeah he was just outstanding um but there was a spell, I think, early in the second half where Leicester were just giving away penalty after penalty. I mean, they were so stupid. Yeah. Um, and even Wayne Barnes went over to Tom Youngs and was like, mate, like, can you sort this out, please? Because yeah. they were just so blatant. Um, Dan Cole got uh, yellow carded. And it was just like a bit of a crumbling, which was strange, really, because... There were so many experienced players in that yeah. Leicester side. Does that make it even more worrying then for them with the running? I think, you know, their back line was incredible. I thought Saints dealt with Manu Tuolangi unbelievably well. Um, so he couldn't get in. George Ford did take a couple of... So he tried, He scored a try, he weaved his way through. Um, and he just didn't have options running off him. Yeah. And so when you've got a player that loves to play to the line like him, um, and then you also have... Um, Eastman outside him at at 12 he plays to the line you need players as soon as you go to the line you need a couple of different options to make the defenders choose and make a decision but when you go by yourself and as a small player like three four five times George Ford gets wrapped up he doesn't got the hasn't got the body weight to win that collision no. so therefore they get knocked back and the forwards have to come round and go forward again so it's strange because they've got such talent in their team but yet they just didn't seem to to tick it's interesting that there is obviously been a bit of chat. I think the reality is Leicester probably won't go down. But if they did, we've heard so much this season since the um, CVC financial um, takeover and stuff that they want to ring-fence the Premiership. If Leicester go down, they're not going to do that. They're not going to ring-fence the Premiership <laughs> without Leicester Tigers in it, are Could they? Could you imagine a Premiership without them? Be just weird. It is unimaginable. It's weird. But, he's, but also with like Newcastle... I think as well. And Bristol, you know, they've won some awesome games this year. So basically what you're saying is Worcester go down, they'll ring fence it. <laughs> now, it's strange because all of those teams, you can't imagine a premiership without them. Um, I think especially if Newcastle were to go down, you've then got one team, the north of England. And Will Greenwood has actually always given me the stat that there are more players from the north of England so I'm not quite sure where the line is drawn probably north of Birmingham somewhere but there have been more England players capped from the north and the south of England really? yeah and it's is that because they, there's some posh schools up there? Well, I'd I'd imagine so. I don't know <laughs> but when you think about it there's lots of boys who um bit gritty from the north yeah but also people who may play for soft southern clubs but they are northerners <laughs> alright but one thing, you know, we talk about Leicester and, and where they are today. It's probably quite interesting. Oh, there we are. Interesting. Should we have a tweet poll? Yeah. Is things, are things actually interesting? Are things actu- actually interesting? Uh, Richard Cockerell, Cocker's, um, you know, man and boy at Leicester, player then coach, has obviously gone to Edinburgh and they had a bonus point victory against Leinster um, at home on the weekend. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. They, but they look good. And for the first time ever, both Scottish sides are in the quarterfinals of Europe. And it's, it's brilliant to see Scottish rugby really is on the up. Yeah, no, I mean, we saw it in the Six Nations. And actually, the depth of those players coming in have to come from somewhere. And the fact that their club rugby is going so well is only going to benefit 
the ability to bring people in that might not be really experienced internationals, but they've played alongside the guys that are. Yeah. Um, so that really helps in terms of units and, and the detail of, of, of working. Interesting um, Pro 14 weekend with the um, the derbies for the regions. A um, bit worrying to see Ken Owens and Rob Evans injured. Alan Wynn now we know out for a few weeks. We'll probably miss Judgment Day. He basically Day. snapped his knee in the last game. And played on with yeah, it for you an could hour. See that. I've done... I've, I fully snapped my MCL before and you could see he had pretty much done that. But yeah, there was but no you've got to think that way he was A period of be... rest for him, for his body. So he's obviously got to rehab the knee, but say Osprey's right off the rest of this season. So they said he's unlikely to be back for judgment day. You think they just write the rest of this season off for him pre-World Cup at his age. That's actually probably perhaps a positive for him to get that bit um, of rest yeah I mean it's unbelievable how hard it is to not just physically but mentally get through a Six Nations yeah. campaign and the pressure that would have been on him well and especially I'm, with all of the project reset oh, okay. and- <laughs> gosh wow wow <laughs> they, this is, this came to life there LJ didn't you sorry um, but you know obviously dealing with <laughs> she's being, leaning back away from me now I think I scared you as a senior leader not just in the national side but at Ospreys and they've obviously had um, the merger oh yeah of course hanging over them he must be mentally exhausted yeah I think it's it's a hard one because the Six Nations is such a long campaign and it's not necessarily it it's the recovery it's the downtime you can't do that much training in between and so it's it actually ends up being quite long and arduous because the games are exciting but then there's like quite a break between um so especially on the fallow weeks yeah so i having spoken to the girls you know it was actually really nice to see the majority of the female internationals back into yeah. um into the club games and they all seemed really energized um we had amy cocaine back um england's hooker and she played really well for us um so yeah i think it's it's good but it's also there is a concern there is a concern that if you're if if you're running at a fatigue level are you at higher level of risk for injury potentially but then that's where you've got to hope that sports science and the management you know every training session every game is monitored with your gps units they know the meters you're covering the welsh boys the, the boys playing at the welsh regions they they're guaranteed a week off the week after next because they won't be involved in the European quarterfinals. But I guess that break can come too late then. Um, yeah, potentially. But Jack Noll did an interview before their game down at Sandy Park against Bath. And he said, you know, he was really looking forward to getting back into club colours. And I think it's I think it's an individual thing. Um, I know that there were seasons where I just had taken too much of a battering and it's like put your body back together and get yourself back out there ready for an international um and yeah like you couldn't think of anything worse than going back to club but then other years I was buzzing for it and I wanted to get out there so I think that the way that I know I was always dealt with was on a personal basis and you'd hope that that's the same but you can imagine I can imagine in the men's game they might not necessarily give players that luxury because they are if they've got injuries and in, in depth in that or struggling with depth in that position, um, it's a massive game, relegation, all those things. I suppose the value of not being one of the better sides is you don't have 
potentially games next weekend. Uh, one thing from last weekend as well from the men's game that I know you are eager to talk about because you've got some stats to share with the class. Yay, I do. Um, so two of the um, Gallagher Premiership games were moved from their normal home grounds. Quinns went to the London Stadium um, to play Sarries. To play so Sarries, a- Sarries home game. And uh, Newcastle. Move oh their game to absolutely. Some, oh, I don't terrible. even know what I'm doing. Like I can't do it. <laughs> Why did I try? That was absolutely <laughs> terrible. I've embarrassed myself. Oh, why did I do that? You've actually gone a little bit red. I felt as it was coming out of my mouth. I was like, "Why are you trying to do a Geordie accent?" <laughs> yeah, bite a grove. Bite a grove. <laughs> Love that program. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> PJ and Duncan. My eyes. Um, anyway. Back to serious matters of rugby. Uh, Newcastle went to St James's Park. Second time there. Second time there. They were there. wearing the football strip colours. And also, did you see the tartan? The yeah, special it was very cool. Blue and yellow tartan. For which, Doddy. Yeah. And um, legend, good friend. Um, it's brilliant to see them supporting him. And I will be supporting him in, well, next week now. Next week. Um, over in Hong Kong. So, yeah, brilliant. Um, and what a game. I mean, it was pretty scrappy. Um, kind of, yeah, wasn't wasn't the best spectacle of rugby. <laughs> I think it, by the sounds of things, both coaches they did the old game of two halves, um, which it kind of was that. to be fair. Um, and well, with back to back with two back to back wins for Newcastle going into that game, to win that game is like so so important. Yeah. Um, in terms of the table, um, but yeah. I'm going to give you another stat about a stadium. Oh, here we go. Sorry about this. But the old White Hart Lane stadium. So it's not the old White Hart Lane. No. It's just the new. So Tottenham Hotspur, Tottenham Hotspurs Stadium. It doesn't actually have a name yet because I don't think it's been sponsored. Isn't it called um, the, it's the City Stadium or something? Oh, maybe, yeah. Um, should have got my actual I don't know right that. I, I was listening to Five Live in the car earlier and they were talking about it, but... Yeah, so it opened at the weekend for the first time. Um, everyone was buzzing about it. Um, they had an under-18s game, so they had 30-odd thousand there. Next week, they've got 45,000, which is an exhibition match. I'm going to give you all my stats. Wow. Um, and I didn't realise that, actually, they had to do that to get the thumbs up from the council and the like safety people. I guess that was like the summer <laughs> of 99 when... Um, I guess there were World Cup warm-ups, but Wales were prepping the as was Millennium Stadium, now Principality Stadium, for the World Cup final. And uh, Mark Taylor, of course, the first try scorer at the stadium, famously. Um, And I love the photos of him um, getting over the whitewash against South Africa. And there were, like, diggers in the background and stuff (laughs) because the stadium wasn't finished. Just a bloke eating his butty in a JCB. Nice. I bet the burgers were cheaper in the stadium then. Yeah. Nine Was Was there a roof then? Yeah, it's always been a roof. It was built with a roof. Yeah, got you in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you get dredged like last week then. Anyway. Throw her back. Throw her um, back. Um, so my fact about it. So I wasn't actually wanting to tell you about all the numbers with the safety certificates, but I thought that was interesting. Um, <laughs> health and safety. Yeah, health and safety monitor nolly. Um, but technology in the stand allows them to do 10,000 pints a minute. Stop it. 10,000 a minute. That's ridiculous. I think they're those ones where they fill from the bottom of the cup yeah, as well. They oh, are. All right. I was watching, yeah, unbelievable. I actually reround it to watch it again on the news. And they've got a, the goal line bar is 65 metres long. And it's the longest in the UK. 
I don't think it's much. I think. Well, can you imagine the Jaeger train on that? Oh God! Ah, oh, imagine. Do you drink those? Do you know, I, pr- I prefer a Skittle bomb. What's a Skittle bomb? A Quantro and a Red Bull. Oh God! Uh, all of it awful. Oh, delicious! I tell you what. Next week, Hong Kong. <laughs> no, you and me. No, no chance. Anyway, right, so that was my stats of the week about the stadiums. And I was super proud to play my... Fo- well, actually, this is a lie because I have played at King's Zone before. I've played for Hartbury Men's Touch Team. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't mixed. I played for the boys. Um, yeah, to play at King's Home. What's the one rugby stadium that you'd love to play at or have played at? Um, I love Dubai. The sevens, um, 50 odd thousand people under lights going wild for it. Like, love that because there's not many places in the world that cheer on England apart from England. How good <laughs> is Dubai going to be this year, the 50th anniversary of the sevens? I know, and I'm. I'm debating whether I get stuck in. I actually qualify for a vets team, so if they've got vets women's, oh, look I'm out. sure we can look we, out. I'm sure we can find um, you a vets team. The one place I would have loved to have played, um, and I think we well we spoke about this last week, is the principality. I just think that the noise, the like, what it like how loud it is to play there I guess well, and because the singing it's against an out and Wales. out rugby stadium as well yeah I just think it would have been absolutely brilliant because I think the only thing that would have let it down and this is, this isn't actually me being silly or being disrespectful is the disparity between England and Wales because if it had been a close fixture like that would have been epic yeah. to play there um, I don't think it would have been because we are that much more dominant but maybe in the early years when you know they had a lot more experience yeah. than than they've got at the moment in the team um with Claire Flowers and Burgess actually I saw Birdie Lisa Burgess um on Saturday she coaches Gloucester Hartbury um and she reminded well I reminded her that when so I was taking the mick out of myself saying that I was 34 and two of their players were 17 yeah and when I was at university, so my last year at uni, I was 21 years old and Bird was playing at Clifton and she, um, like one of my favourite players to play alongside, she's mad, mad second row, just loved it. Um, she, uh, I remember she said, oh, I can't do training tonight, girls. And I was like, oh, and she's like, yeah, I've got, got six, sta- six staples in my head. I was like, oh my <laughs> Jesus, God. She's like, yeah, I'll be fine by the weekend. I was like, oh God. <laughs> anyway, absolutely mad. Um, but she said, well, I was 21 and she was 42, had had a back operation and she used to be my training partner and no word of a lie. So I got her back lifting and squatting and like I think having someone there to like jeer up and yeah. stuff was really good. And we did some, um, we were out on the track and we were doing 120 metre sprints and she beat me on one of them. Wow. And I was devastated. You slug. I know, absolute, but honestly, 42, like she, half her age and now I know how she feels. <laughs> <laughs> so... What have you got coming up this week? Apart from the big swarm where you're hosting that, what else have you got going on? Uh, on Friday evening, I will be pitch side for Cardiff Bridgend for Scrum 5 Live nice. at Cardiff Farmers Park, which, you know what, I'm really excited about because um, I'm obviously a, a Cardiff rugby fan. I've grown up as a Cardiff rugby fan, and that's um, a pretty big fixture historically for for the club. So I'm really excited to be doing that one. And it would be really nice as well because um, my dad and my uncle Martin will be there, which would be quite fun. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, all all two members of my fan club <laughs> in attendance. Oh, that's nice. Well, I 
had a very busy week last week so this week is a little bit quieter um, i meant to ask you didn't you go on um sasha's walk i did i did oh my god it was epic um so sasha Aitchison, um for those that haven't um seen on social media is an ex england front row absolutely smashed and near part um like horrifically mm-hmm. bad and we kind of paired up when I was going through my knee injury and we just kind of supported each other you know randomly bumping into each other at kind of key moments which is really freaky but super cool and she is walking 500 miles in a month wow from the most easterly point in the country to the most westerly point wow um and so she's finishing this sunday down in uh, land's end so get down and support her yeah either get down and support her or she is raising money for two very important charities so restart rugby um which supply um supplies support for um professional rugby players and the elite women yeah. and whether it be um transitional support mental health and well-being support um it helps with um different like addictions or just challenges that 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 rugby players are going through and for me they they help me massively during um the challenging time i had with my knee injury um and also the firefighters charity which is um was really interesting to hear about so they provide very very similar to restart just a load and load of support to firefighters but also reach out to um their next of kin and their their families because they recognize that there's a huge amount of pressure and strain put on to families when they have a firefighter in their Mm -hmm. um in their household um so yeah they provide support um and also you know they all they provide the um, medical care and all those things um, and rehab if there's any major um, challenges that they face so yeah she's raised two thousand pounds already but she wants she's desperate to get to three thousand so anything that anyone can support with she's got a facebook page which is 500 miles challenge um i'm going to be tweeting about it she's on social media we'll put it on the try hard stuff as well yeah um so yeah it was really cool and like, like I met her down in Devon, walked six miles. I was knackered because we went <laughs> up and down a hill. I was like, oh my God. And she was like, yeah, I'm just doing a marathon a day. I was like, oh Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Grim. Yeah, it was awesome. I quite loved it. Once. Really? Yeah. I cried for the last 16 miles. Like cried solidly. What, did you walk or run? Mixture. <laughs> Crawled. Crawled. Have Scampered. you seen that video of the um, the triath- the Iron Woman or something like that? And she's stumbling into the finish line. These two women are like battling out. They've got literally nothing yeah, in the tank, crawling. Grim. And then they're like, but it's, it's like for fifth or sixth. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like with the Brownleys, the one carried his brother. And oh, like my sister was like, oh, would you do that for me? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not, mate. I'd finish, come back for you, but I wouldn't, like, carry you over the line to share the place. Yeah, but do you know why I did it? So, basically, if he didn't finish, if he finished before him, then it changed the world ranking or something like that. So, if brother, his brother didn't finish, then it was something to do with... Um, <sighs> Snormy Leia. Oh. Um, such a lovely, soft, family-orientated <laughs> woman, aren't you? 
Anyway, we um, should, on that note, perhaps finish it because uh, we've both got to get ourselves ready. We've got a big swarm this weekend and then we're going bonkers in honkers next week and we're going to bring you some content from that. So follow on our social media channels. Any requests as well? If you've got any um, Sevens players you'd like us to try and hunt down and have a little chat with. Yeah, absolutely. And if you are also going bonkers in honkers, get in touch with us and maybe you can come on the pod and have a little chat. Fabulous. Bye for now. Bye.